Real Estate Radio. This is Chaz Cook and Greg McCarthy of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we are joined again this week by fan favorite Brian Skelly of William Ravis Mortgage. What is going on, gentlemen, on this windy, nasty Saturday? Good to be here, Chaz. Good to be here. What were the odds? What'd you have? I thought we were going to get smacked with Hurricane Lee. But then all of a sudden, like, what was it? Two days ago, he just decided, I'm going to pull out and go east. Yeah, yeah, we got, we had some high surf though. I actually went surfing in Rhode Island uh, Thursday morning. Got a, got a couple waves in. I am not 22 years old anymore. I'm still pretty sore. But hey, you still made it up the stairs uh, today to get with, in the studio. Though. Barely, barely. <laughs> Greg, what were your predictions? Did you think we were going to get whacked with a hurricane? Or oh no, nothing at all. I was thinking we would not even see a drop of rain. So I follow this guy at uh, eWeather. Have you guys ever heard of him? No. He does a phenomenal job. It started as kind of a hobby for himself. Um, but now he's got his own app. It's like blown up into this thing. He's got like tens of thousands of followers, but he just started like putting the weather together and he would take all the different models and he would show all the different comparisons and how they aligned and how they were different. Something that nobody else does. Um, and he actually said new England's hurricane drought continues. And I was like, I'm pretty okay with us not having a hurricane, but he seemed a little excited for it. We had the two big ones, uh, what was that? Sandy and, Sandy and Irene. What was that 2009 and 11? I think it was. 11. Yeah, yeah. Superstorm Over Sandy. I think yeah. Irene was 2009 and Sandy was 11. Something like that. Yeah. I remember those. I remember those vividly. I was uh, living in Old Lyme and uh, the streets were flooded. There was just like whole trees ha- like floating Halloween down. Halloween was canceled that one yeah, year. Halloween it was on Halloween or postponed. I think we went trick or treating on like November 3rd that one year. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't want anything like that, but I mean, I live down near the beach, and going to the beach during a nice storm is, like, pretty fun. Like, the wind's whipping, the waves are crashing, and it's just you're the only crazy person down there. So, But on to what is going on in our local real estate market. I don't think either one of you guys were here when we first covered this story, but Target had petitioned the town of Guilford to take over the old Walmart building. First, I don't know why Walmart left. I would have thought that they would do well here, but for whatever reason, they decided to move on out. And originally, the town of Guilford was pushing back against Target because they wanted them to change the color of their logo. Yeah, I'm looking at the well. I'm looking at the photo in the article there. The the logo appears to be white. Did they did they change it? Is it normally red? It's It's always it's got the red background with the white circle. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, you know, a national chain, maybe even international chain. That's like all over the place. They just dominate everything, and we're like, hey, you know what? We're a small town in Connecticut. We want you to change the color. <laughs> so luckily, they were able to come to terms, and Target is not going to change their logo, so they, they will still be identifiable and still bring business to the town. And the uh, Guilford PZC approves Target site plan for the former Walmart building in the Shoreline Plaza. This was a unanimous vote the second time around, right? So whatever happened before with the color scheme thing going on, people came to their senses, and they said, you know what? This is a huge benefit for our town. And unanimously, they approved it. I'm excited about this. I work in Guilford. I live in Brantford right next door. And right now we have to drive to North Haven is the closest target, which is not too far. 
but it's going to be really nice to have this right in our town. And I don't think my wife knows this news yet. So I don't know if she's listening to the radio, but when I get home, I'm going to tell her target is coming to Guilford and that's going to make her day. So. That's like after what, 20 plus years of marriage, you get to come home and like, honey, <laughs> these, I'm going to make your day. Target are, is coming to Guilford. These are the, these are the little things in life. You know? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm with you though, because when it, we, our closest target is in Waterford, we're up in Niantic and, uh, Whenever I call it Target, Jill and I do. It's Target, kind of right? yeah. It's a little fancy. Um, but whenever I say you want to go to Target, she gets very excited. You know, but if this, I said you want to go to Walmart, yeah. she'd be like, oh, all right, I'll go. I like Walmart, but I think this is definitely an upgrade for, for the town of Guilford. So oh, absolutely. They, Target representatives presented their plans to the commission regarding the proposed 78,000-square-foot Target at 900 Boston Post Road, which will include a CVS and the infamous in Target Starbucks. So another place where you can get your pumpkin spice lattes probably next fall. Um, but 78,000 square feet, going to have a full-blown Target, going to have a CVS and a Starbucks. One-stop shop. Let's go for, there was a Starbucks right across from that plaza for a while. I think it's gone now. So I don't I don't think Guilford has a Starbucks at the moment. So That would blow my mind. If oh, they have so many great local coffee yeah. shops. Like, well, my know. sister loves Starbucks, so all the women in my life are, are going to get some good news today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ryan's going to go home and be the savior of yes. the family. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, there's a little nugget at the end of this article, too. I don't know if you noticed it, but apparently there's a plan for Blaze Pickle. Is going into whether before Target takes over the site, which I don't know when this is, they're setting up 12 indoor pickle courts, which are opening in October. So and that's going in the same plaza. And they are also going to do, they're in discussions with a couple of national vendors to do EV installation. So they're going to have electric charging stations, CVS, Starbucks, and Blaze Pickle. Oh, there you go. Wow. That, where, did, where did you see that? Blaze Pickle, are they local? Prior to the, um, the building will be used by Blaze. Oh, prior to the takeover of the site. Yeah, the so I think the empty it. store is going to be pickleball. That was a little confusing to me. Is it, I mean, maybe they're anticipating it's going to take a while before they can build the target. And so in the meantime, kind of like how they opened the fireworks stores like prior to 4th of oh, July, right, like right. they're going to be temporarily okay. the Halloween stores, yeah. able to play pickleball in the old Walmart. That sounds fun. All right. Yeah, so I clicked on that link. They, it says that they are going to be running a full-fledged pickleball indoor program from October through the end of May. Uh, he added that this is how the representative from Blaze Pickle, he added there is an option to extend in the summer because Target is planning uh, for 2025. So oh, okay. Blaze so, Pickle has an opportunity for the next 12 to 15 months. The pickleball craze in Sweeping America will be over next May, apparently. The fastest <laughs> growing sport in the country, pickleball. All right. Played pickleball, Greg? Nope. Brian? Uh, not avidly, but I, I, I play it now and again. Explain to me the game. I see people playing it in my neighborhood. Is it just like a miniature version of tennis? With or like it's kind of like ping pong. ping pong, but you're standing on the court. It's like okay. an easier version of of tennis. Very easy to play. Very fun to play. You you don't really know. The great thing about it, I think, why it's so popular is that pretty much anybody can show up and be half decent at the sport. You know, in about twenty minutes. So I think that's part of the popularity. It is. It is very fun. All right. Um, so this is actually a cool little note here. This is the inaugural project for Blaze Pickle, uh, which was started by Howe and two other partners. Howe is a resident of Marlboro, so a local guy starting a pickleball company. Big fan of that. And he is the director operator of the Glastonbury Tennis Club. It's going to be their flagship location. He said our goal is to establish a robust pickleball community, test our business model, and then work with the town and community to find a more permanent location within the area. 
All right, so there's a lot going on in that plaza. We got Target, we got CVS, we got Starbucks, and we got Blaze Pickle all coming by 2025. So bravo, town of Guilford. Good for you guys. Coming to your senses, not trying to make a national conglomerate change the color of their sign just because, without any you know justifiable reason. And uh, we are very excited to see how that project plays out. We will continue to cover it. And when we come back, we are going to cover which metros have seen the greatest increase in home prices this year on Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. with Chaz Cook and Greg McCarthy of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, joined by Brian Skelly from William Ravis Mortgage. And before we went to break, we were talking about what's going on here in the town of Guilford, where the one team's headquarters is. The one team is your number one team per the CTMLS for all transactions closed in the state of Connecticut for 2022. And we are leading the way here in 2023. And we could not do it without the support of our friends over at Service Station Equipment. Dougie Braun, Martin, you guys take care of us on the radio and you take care of our clients whenever they need help with one of their residential oil tanks. Whether it be an underground tank getting removed, they will come, they will pull all the permits, clean everything up, put your yard looking back better than before they even came. Or if it's just looking a little rusty down in the basement and you need to freshen it up, they will come in with the most state-of-the-art equipment and tanks and they will get that swapped out for you so that when... Cold weather comes, which it is coming, and the Farmer's Almanac is presenting, predicting an extremely bad winter. Uh, you will not have any heating or, not, I was going to say heating and cooling, any heating worries to worry about when you deal with service station equipment. You can reach them at 1-800-801-TANK. Again, that is 1-800-801-TANK. And Brian, you had something interesting during the break about pickleball. This oh, yeah, we were talking pickleball and real estate. There's uh, William Ravis, the real estate company that we're affiliated with, is hosting a pickleball tournament on October 1st at Foot Park in Brantford. So if any of you football play, uh, pickleball players out there want to sign up, uh, just go to Google, type in uh, William Ravis pickleball tournament October 1st, and you can register. I'll be there playing. And uh, no, you don't have to be uh, – great pickleball player or anything like that just come out and have fun so this is an am- amateur cause. tournament not a pro tournament right uh correct there yes. we go there we go uh and before we went to break we kind of sent you a little bit of a, a plug about how some metros have seen a big increase in price in their housing markets connecticut did make the list but before we see where they fell on that list we wanted to talk to you about a little bit about the 14 most beautiful small towns in connecticut that you should visit greg why don't you go ahead and run us through the list here and kind of we'll talk about each town and then you and i will play a little game here okay yeah i can get down with that a little tally if you sold a house in that town you get a point all right i'm feeling pretty good about this list all right let's do it what's number one on the list greg this is in no particular order by the way this is just kind of how they randomly put them out i think the game's rigged but we have mystic (laughs) so i'm a i'm a i'm grotten and i'm stonington but i'm not mystic 
I've also got nothing in Mystic. Ah, so we're, we're over for the first one. What do they say here about Mystic, though? Give a quick, quick little synopsis. Yeah, so Old Town, named after the Pequot term Mystic, which uh, refers to the Great Tidal River. So great little resort village. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, historic resort village and census-designated place is located along the Mystic River shores in Groton and Stonington, towns of New London County. So, I mean, if we were going Groton, I had it covered. If we had Stonington, I had it covered. But the village of Mystic, I did not, or the borough, I should say. They actually call it a borough. Um, so we are both O for there. But I'm about to get on the board here with the next town on the list. What is the next town, Greg? Next town on the list, we have Chester, Connecticut. Chester, Connecticut is one of my favorite places of all time. Actually, I love uh, downtown Chester. Our teammate Alan yesterday said, yeah, he has often heard Chester called the Paris of New England. Really? I've never heard that. I had never heard it either, but according to Alan Spotlow, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're listening, Alan, because we're putting you on the hot seat right now. Yeah, they have the winter parade. So I think it's in February at the end of, I've been to that a couple times. Chester's a, a, a tiny little town, but the main street is very quaint, and they have all these tractors that drive down Main Street in Chester in the February winter parade. They got ice carving, so it's a good thing to do with the kids when you're kind of got the winter blues and you're itching for spring. Check it out; it's a good time. Absolutely, and they also do the Chester Four on the fourth, which is a four-mile road race held on the fourth of July. That's always a great time. And uh, probably about a month ago, actually, I was in Chester. What they did was they had a block party. All the businesses got together. It's like Chester Main Street, right? They close off Main Street to vehicle traffic, and it's just everybody's walking around. There's got bands playing. There was a little concert you could have gone to. All the restaurants are open. And so you just go in. You check them out. They had some specials going. You grab something to eat. Um, it wasn't like a high school kegger party, right? But, you know, there were yeah, some beverages being out. shared, right? What's the main restaurant bar there, the and also in Chester is the Hadline Ferry, the state's second oldest continuously operating ferry service. All right. So I'm on the board. Greg, what do you got next? Next on the list, we have Old Saybrook, Connecticut. I'll go ahead. I've got I've got zeros across this whole list, Chaz. I don't like I got this. two. I got one Chester, one Old Saybrook, and I love Old Saybrook because it's the town I grew up in. So uh, I, no, I, I did share. not know that. Yeah, I will share. Uh, a little bit about Old Saybrook. It's one of the state's oldest and most beautiful towns. I don't know if you guys, you bike ride, you run, whatever, but you have to go like over the causeway from Saybrook Point, oh, yeah. like or through Knollwood, Golf, golf in Fenwick. Golf in Fenwick. Um, absolutely gorgeous little town. And one of the nice parts about it is there's like the town part. And then on the other side of town is where they've started to build everything up. That's where the Whole Foods is going. That's where the Coles went and the Big Y went, right? So they're putting everything, they're keeping their quaint small town side. And then they're starting to develop some of the other land. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's one of the things I love about Brantford, where I live, which is they've got the Brantford Green, and then they've got the like the era at Brantford Hill where they put all mm-hmm. the stores. So, you know, Old Saybrook's a really nice town. And actually, the gentleman who created, discovered, invented, I guess I would say, the submarine is from Old Saybrook, Connecticut. And the original submarine is still in the, the historic house in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Really? So, yeah. And you've also got the Kate. So you've got Catherine Hepburn's house, and then you also have the Kate uh, Art Center there where they get a lot of great bands rusted root played there like two years ago yeah and uh, they get some comedians too yeah. there was um who was it i think gary goleman was just there one of my favorite comedians and not to mention our fearless leader byron just recently purchased a house in oh, yes. and renovated it so when he is in town uh which he is heading back right now to connecticut uh that's where he resides is in old saber connecticut all right so i'm up two zero on you 
Yeah, let's uh, keep it going. Keep Next it going. on the list. This one was uh, definitely a surprise for me. I don't know if you guys are super familiar. Chaplin, Connecticut. I am because I have uh, supported an organization there. We actually had uh, them on the radio probably about a year ago. There's a place called Veterans Base Camp out in Chaplin, Connecticut. And um, it was a crazy story because I invited the executive director on. And all of a sudden she popped up on the screen and Byron's like, we know each other. He had the listing when it was for sale when her organization came in to buy it, Veterans Base Camp. He's like, oh, yeah, we made hamburgers and hot dogs out on the patio for you guys. It was like this nostalgic moment they were catching up. So they have a 45-acre plot where veterans can go either if they just came out of service or if they're going through a tough time in their lives, and they can stay right on site. There's cabins. There's a bunkhouse. And they work with them through, you know, they do some life skill stuff. They can do some counseling, uh, but absolutely wonderful organization. They have a food pantry where they go and deliver food to other veterans who can't get out on their own. Um, so they just do an amazing job there. They actually just bought it from uh, some developers who were trying to do something, you know, in the gray area. Uh, but they w- recently went through that and they were able to secure the funding and get it done. Uh, so great little town, kind of out there, but not a town I've sold a house in. Yeah. Was- nope. Nope. I mean, it's interesting. I've lived in Connecticut almost my whole life, and there's a few towns on this list. I I had to Google them and see where they were. I mean, it's even though it's a, a small state, you know, a lot of us don't get to all the little nooks and crannies of Connecticut. Nope. But that's why you tune into Real Estate Radio. We're going to let you in on the good stuff here. All right, Greg, what do we got next? Next on the list, we have Washington, Connecticut. Fun fact about Washington, not sure if it's true or not. But I heard at one time, or maybe now, Keith Richards owned a house in Washington, Connecticut. And while he was renovating it, the Rolling Stones practiced in the barn before they went on tour. That is awesome. So at one time, of their 3,646 inhabitants, one of them could have been Keith Richards. That's right. I'm not surprised about that at all, knowing Keith Richards. Uh, house there, yes, no? No, that's way out there. All no, right, I so I'm still up 2-0. Uh, What's up next on the list? Next, we have Litchfield, beautiful, old, historic Litchfield. I don't know, some good restaurants close to the city-ish. Former administrative center of Litchfield County. Litchfield is located in the state's Northwest Hills planning region, 95 95 miles from New York City's Central Park. All right. What do we got next? Next, we have Cornwall. So out in that same area of the state, the home of many covered bridges and... They call it the quiet corner out in Cornwall there. It is gorgeous, but you are 30 minutes from anything. Is that the quiet corner? I thought the quiet corner was like Putnam. Is it? I thought the quiet, or I know it's the northwest corner. You've got like Kent, Cornwall. It is is quiet up there. I don't know what they call it that, but (laughs) that's a true statement. (laughs) Yeah, home of the covered bridges. It's been spanning the Housatonic River since 1864. However, only one of the bridges has survived the test of time, a well-known tourist destination and among the state's most photographed locations. It is in the Mohawk State Forest. Wow. And they're, they're the greenest town in Connecticut. So that is a big shout-out. Also out. on a Mohawk Mountain ski area. I've, yeah. never, I've never skied there. Hmm. I think that's the only ski resort in Connecticut I have not been to. All right. We got to move through this before we catch our next break. next break. What is up next, Greg? Yeah. Next, we're getting back to the Connecticut River Valley. We've got Essex. Oh, that's three points. Oh, nothing for me again. (laughs) Essex is considered the best small town in America. The town's well-maintained colonial-style structures and enticing village center will fascinate the tourists. Uh, So Connecticut River Museum, Essex Steam Train, Iverton Playhouse, Benjamin Bushnell Farm, Center of Congregational Church, and the Pratt House. So 
Three for me, and the none gri- for Gray. Griswold Inn, the Grizz. The Grizz. If you've never Oldest been. Oldest sports bar a, in the country. That's a swell spot. Patacon's not too far behind there, so uh, great spot. All right, what's up next? All right, we're going back out to Western Connecticut. We have Kent. I believe the great Alex Pepe lives in Kent. Yeah, so that's out near that Cornwall area, too. I am a, I'm an ofer here, but what do they say about Kent? A gateway to the idyllic, idyllic northwest corner of Connecticut. The quaint New England town is located approximately 90 miles north of New York City. It coexists peacefully in Kent along magnificent scenic beauty, making it an ideal refuge for nature lovers. All right. All right, back to the shoreline here. Let's go ahead and run through the rest of these. We've got Madison. I got a point there. You got a point there? I've got none. I've got none on this list. All right, I'm four. That's a town I grew up in. We got both the towns that we grew up in on the list here. Yeah, you got him and Asset makes point. You got it all going on. All right, we got Monroe. I got nothing there. Monroe is considered a bedroom community of Bridgeport, so down in that part of the state. I got nothing for that one. Putnam, I love Putnam, love their town center. They've got a great little place where they do outdoor concerts again, lots of restaurants and shops right in Putnam Center there. That is up the 395 corridor. I don't have Putnam, but I have Thompson. It's neighboring, neighboring town. But yeah, I've, I've got Woodstock, but no Yeah, I've no got a Woodstock Putnam. too, yeah. yeah. So we're either side of Putnam there. All right, what else we got on this? We got Westport coming in, and that is on the Sagatok River with the state's Gold Coast, only 52 miles northeast of New York City. Uh, and then we got Colebrook. That is, we're going back out to that northwest corner there, and that is going to do it for the 14 small towns in Connecticut that you should visit. And that's going to do it for us on this break. So we'll be right back with another segment of the One Team Weekly Rewind on CT Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to CT Real Estate Radio. I am Chaz Cook, and I am here with Greg McCarthy of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate and Brian Skelly of William Ravis Mortgage. We're going to be getting into some mortgage numbers and some housing price numbers, but if you would like to talk to Brian Skelly about your housing needs, you can reach out to him at schedulelonappointment.com to set up a time, and he will be able to navigate that process for you seamlessly and effortlessly, making it an enjoyable experience, unlike a lot of other lenders out there. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Schedulelonappointment.com. Schedulelonappointment.com. Hashtag. Uh, all right. You guys ready? We got the One Team Weekly Rewind brought to you by Service Station Equipment. You're a residential tank specialist. And uh, we continue just to keep trugging along here on the One Team, the hardest working team in real estate. We had four new listings, nine under contract, and eight closings. Our first new listing was 291 North Stonington Road in Stonington, Connecticut. They really got creative with that one. This one hit the market for $320,000. It is three bedrooms, two baths, just over 1,700 square feet. It's like a little ranch-style house with a little bit of a peak in the middle there, so you might have some vaulted ceiling. 
<clears throat> Opportunity knocks out here in Stonington countryside, spacious ranch style home offering great potential for those with vision and talent because you also have 1.8 acres uh, of beautifully landscaped land to go and make this as own. Oh, and they open great room with ceiling beams, a fireplace and wood floor. So I did, yeah, I did get that right. And they still have the knotty pine walls, that beautiful, like big, thick boards. Mm. Actually, we have that here at the, the one team office. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but we will talk about this one also when we get to the open houses. But if you would like to schedule a private showing, you can reach out to mary.pula at ravis.com to check out 291 North Stonington Road in Stonington, Connecticut for $320,000. Next up, it's a listing. Yeah, it's a little rental listing. We like to do our little rental listings here because there are not too many of them out there. We covered that a while back. Connecticut has the lowest amount of rentals in the country. I don't know if that's changed since we last covered it, but we can definitely look into that. But anyways, we've got 17 Spring Glen Road, number A, in Niantic, Connecticut, for $2,700 a month. It's a pretty good deal for three bedrooms, two and a half baths, just over 1,600 square feet, walking distance to the beach. You have a beach pass, and it's an academic furnished rental. So you're walking distance to the beach. You got 1,700 square feet. It's furnished. And you can rent that now for $2,700 a month through May 31st, 2024. It is a townhome, but it is beautiful, and you can come be my neighbor. I live two streets over. <laughs> All right, our final new listing of the week is 14 Patagansett Drive in East Lyme, Connecticut. Oh, I apologize. For that rental, you can also reach out to mary.pula at ravis.com for 17 Spring, Spring Glen Road, number A, for $2,700 a month if you'd like to check that out. Mary Pula with a clean sweep on listings this week. 14 Patagansett Drive in East Lyme, Connecticut. It is part of the Patagansett Lake Association. This one hit the market for $519,900. You are right on Patagansett Lake. So great spot there. Got just about a third of an acre lot. The home was built in 1995. It's got granite countertops. I mean, this is a great spot to be. You also, here's the kicker. You don't need flood insurance being on the lake there. So the house is built up high enough. That is amazing. And then well, you can jump right in the lake. You can kayak. I mean, you've got 120 acres of water in that area. So you can live in that association. What are our association dues here? I don't think they're much, if any. I don't – let's see. No. So no homeowners associations. So you've got to give, live on a lake in a private community with swimming rights – for $519,900. Sounds like a deal to me. I would take that, right? And so this house has just uh, about 1,750 square feet, and then you do have a basement with 560 square feet, which is not finished. But again, you can reach out to mary.pula at ravis.com if you would like to schedule a private showing of 14 Patagons at Drive in East Lime, Connecticut. All right, under contracts, nine of them. We had under contracts in Groton, Norwich, Brantford, Wallingford, Torrington, East Haven, Derby, Madison, and East Hartford. Closings, eight of those bad boys. It's over one a day, Greg, in case you can't do the math. Were you at Skelly's training on Wednesday? I was, luckily. I needed it. And by Skelly, I mean Brian Skelly of William Ravis Mortgage. He, he is known as Skelly to us here on the one team. Uh, but you can call him that if you book an appointment at schedulelonappointment.com. <laughs> all right. So our eight closings. Congratulations to all of our buyers, sellers, and investors. We had closings in Waterford, Norwich, Branford, Wallingford, Guilford, Simsbury, Berlin, and Stonington. Oh, that one in Stonington was uh, 825 New London Turnpike. Congrats, Nikki Short, on that. That was a, a big listing, beautiful house. 
had a buyer, kind of something happened with it. So then they got back on the market, got another buyer, and they, she finally brought that one home. So congrats, Nikki, on that closing. All right, open houses. We got three today and three tomorrow. So going on today, Saturday, September the 16th, it's right in the middle of it right now. It started at 10 a.m. and it goes until noon, and that is 204 Horse Hill Road in Westbrook, Connecticut. You can go over there and see Allison if you are interested in checking that out. Even after the show wraps, you'll still have an hour. Or no, right as the show wraps, you can head over there. Uh, next up, that ranch-style house in North Stonington, 291 North Stonington Road in Stonington, going on from 12 to 2 today. And then 22 Old Pasture Lane in Hamden going on from 12 to 2 today. This one goes live tomorrow. That's why I didn't make this week's rewind. But, Greg, you've got a little insight to that property, right? That's right. I'll be running over there after this, and you can come see me tomorrow as well. If you need a pizza oven in your house, if that is a non-negotiable, this is the house for you. Now, is this like a like a uh, conventional pizza oven? Is this a brick pizza oven? Like, I'll have to get back to you on that, Chaz. That's, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking like, you know, you go to like Best Buy and you buy your pizza oven now? No, or are you talking, I, like, I, you saw, go, the, no, I saw the I photo. This, thing is, le- this thing is legit. There's yeah. like a whole pizza making room. Yeah. Okay. You so know, yeah, it's like a whole kitchen. Yeah. A pizza making kitchen. Wow. Over yeah. at 22 Old Pasture Lane in Hamden. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. So you're also going to have another opportunity on Sunday, September the 17th to go to 22 Old Pasture Lane in Hamden again from 12 to 2 p.m. Greg, will you be there tomorrow as well? I will. I'll be there tomorrow as well. All right. And going on again, Sunday on September 17th, 14 Patagans at Drive in East Line from 12 to 2 p.m. That is that beautiful lake house without an association. And if it is kind of nice on Sunday, maybe you just want to dip your toes in the lake and check it out and see if it's for you. That is from 12 to 2 p.m., 14 Patagans at Drive in East Line. And last up for our open houses for tomorrow, Sunday, September 17th, 17 Fenwick Street in Old Savebrook from 12 to 2 p.m. That is that custom-built home that Zoe has had listed. And we were just talking about, you know, small towns you have to visit. Take a trip over to Old Savebrook. Do the shoreline loop, as we like to call it, where you go down Main Street, go over the causeway, and you come up Town Beach Road and see all the beautiful houses. And as you pass over the causeway, you will see Fenwick. And you can jump in there and check out 17 Fenwick Street in Old Saybrook from 12 to 2 p.m. tomorrow, Sunday, September the 17th. All right, that is going to do it for this week's One Team Weekly Rewind, brought to you by Service Station, Service Station Equipment, your residential tank specialist. All right, Brian, let's let's talk about what you sent us over here. We got something going on. We had a bit of a strike happen. Yeah, yeah, I was just checking out with the news and what was making the markets move. And as of Friday morning, there was a strike of 13,000 automakers were unable to come to terms with the big three automakers and went on strike on Friday. So hopefully that gets resolved soon. Uh, What does that have to do with real estate? Well, as we've been talking about numerous times on this show Uh, The reason that mortgage rates have gone up over the last year or two is because of concerns over inflation. And inflation means if stuff is getting more expensive to buy, that's not good for mortgage rates. So hopefully uh, things will get resolved. Certainly, I I feel for the workers, they should be able to earn a reasonable wage for building these cars that we all drive around. Uh, But we don't want to get too expensive with the price of things because that would not be good for upcoming meetings as the feds trying to decide do they want to you know increase rates more to keep inflation under control or that's really the hope that that 
inflation gets under control soon. So I didn't get a chance to read all the way through this article, but essentially they, the union came, they asked for a, a wage increase because they know that cost of vehicles have been going up. I experienced that in December myself. Like, in, Actually, you just experienced that, what, twice in the last 12 months, right? <laughs> you had yeah, your Bronco not, and you had to not trade Not buying any more cars for a while, but yes, I, <laughs> I've been through it. So the union was asking for a double-digit wage, an end to tiered wages and benefits, the restoration of pensions and cost of living adjustments, retiree pay increases, and more. So kind of bring this full circle, right? So cars are going up. Inflation is hovering around the same, hasn't gone up or down I think it was 3.2% last month, which is much better. That was over 9% at one point a little over a year ago, so... It's come down, but they, the Fed's hoping to get it down to 2%, and that last little bit's the tough part. So, Gotcha. So we're going to dive a little bit more into this, and we're also going to talk about which metros in the United States have seen the biggest increase in home prices when we come back on CT Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Estate Radio, Chaz Cook and Greg McCarthy of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, your number one team for total transactions in all of 2022 and leading the charge here with only about two and a half months to go in the real estate world for closings in 2023. Uh, it's the number one team per the CTMLS. So can't lie about the data, right? Facts show that we are and we are. But before we went to break, we were talking about a um, – strike that just happened with the big three automakers and a lot of it has to do with prices going up inflation refusing to go down and brian next week the fed is set to meet right next wednesday so we'll definitely be talking about that next saturday when we're on the show but how much of an impact do you think this strike is going to have on the fed's decision to either increase or decrease rates we know they're not going down just kind of Yes, uh, great question. One of the articles I read on uh, Marketplace, there was a quote here. It said, markets are effectively certain the Fed will leave rates unchanged next week, and the odds of an additional hike this year are still roughly a coin toss after this week's data, said Will Capernoli, the microstrategist at FHN Financial in New York. So it seems like uh, the the expectation of the markets is that the Fed's going to wait and see if the increases they've already made continue to do the work that's necessary to get them down to that 2% target that they want. Uh, sounds like 50-50 chance of maybe one more rate increase uh, before the end of the year. But as we know, these things can change. Uh, when we were talking last week, we didn't know 13,000 automakers were going to strike. So that's what makes the markets move when unexpected things happen uh, quick update on rates. Uh, the weekly mortgage rate survey by Freddie Mac said rates this week went up a little bit. They went from 7.12% average last week up to 7.18. Still slightly better than the high of 7.23 on August 24th. To give you an idea, on monthly payments on $100,000 at 7.18%, that would be six seventy-seven per month. For each one hundred thousand, that's pre-taxes, insurance, and everything. So Plus just, taxes yeah. and insurance. So on a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage, it would be two thousand thirty-two a month. Plus taxes and insurance, five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, you're looking at about thirty-three eighty-seven 
plus taxes and insurance. So, And remember when rates were at like two or three, when we were talking about a $500,000 mortgage and your monthly payment was like $2,700. Quite a bit. All in. Quite like a bit. Not just lower. like for your principal and interest, like all in taxes and everything. It was like $2,700 a month. Now you're over 3000 without adding in all the ancillary costs. Yeah, that was... That was an unusual time due to COVID. We're kind yeah. of back to normal. This is well. Let's hope you know that these experts are right and that the Fed does decide to not do a rate hike. And then they're looking at December, so we would essentially have September's meeting, October, November, where we stay kind of flat, I guess I would say. And then in December, they're obviously going to readjust. But I have to think with going into holiday season that spending is going to go up, so inflation is probably going to follow it going into the holiday season. I would anticipate a rate hike in December. That's just my personal opinion. Greg, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with that, Chaz. That sounds good to me. <laughs> You'll take that for a hundred. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this though. We're talking about things going up. Buyers have seen an uh, unexpected boost for home buyers in August. This is a now bam article. Zillow's latest market report shows a monthly uptick in new listings for August. Good news for home shoppers, though inventory remains historically low thanks to persistently high mortgage rates and high home prices. Home values have increased by 0.2% from July to August and by 1.3% from August 2022. So year over year, what that means is we're up 1.3% in home prices. And more homes for sale, is that what you said? They have seen an uptick in inventory. Again, this is looking at it on a national level. What we've okay. seen here in New England and especially in Connecticut is the opposite. We've actually seen a decrease in homes for sale. Uh, Connecticut has been one of the unique outliers where our inventory continues to go down, our buyer demand continues to go up, and so do our home prices, where some parts of the country have seen an influx in inventory and a decrease in home prices. So on that note, we are actually going to run through the five metros that have seen the greatest decrease in home values this year. Greg, what do we got for home values declining from July to August in 12 U.S. major metros? Yeah, so from month to month, leading it up with the largest decline is going to be New Orleans with, you know, minus 1.4%. Then we uh, have Austin, Texas at 1%. And then we drop down to 0.4% San Antonio, Texas, Denver, Colorado at four with a 0.2% and Dallas also a 0.2% drop. None so of them in New England. That, uh, none of them in New England. And that was from July to August, right? So now let's look at it year over year because you're going to see some of the same players on this list, but they might be in a different order. Right. Kind of a consistent theme here. We've got Austin heading it up with an 11.4% decline year over year. And then in second place, we have New Orleans, minus 8.7%. Phoenix at number three with minus 6.4%. Also at 6.4%, we have Las Vegas. And then San Francisco at minus 4.2%. Wow. Phoenix, I'm not surprised. I mean, the home prices went out there. They shot up at an alarming rate. You know, people were buying $400,000 houses for 700000 And so that needed to happen. We've seen some consistent growth month over month, year over year here in Connecticut. And the reason we're even going through this article is because Connecticut made the list of one of the metros that has seen one of the greatest increases in home prices. So let's go five to one here, and we'll talk about where Connecticut falls on that list. And let's do it month over month first, and then we'll do it annually. Greg, what do you got? Who's at number five? Yeah, so starting at number five with a 0.7% increase uh, month over month is going to be Providence, Rhode Island. So New England State. Yeah. All right, we got two on the list. 
Then we've got at number four, Cleveland, Ohio, up by 0.7% month over month. Uh, then we've got San Diego at three with 0.9% increase. Buffalo, New York at number two. Which with, leaves. Yeah, 1%. And then we have Hartford, Connecticut, month over month, 1.3% increase. In home prices. So Hartford, Connecticut t- being the top metro out of all 50, the 50 largest U.S. metros to see the greatest amount of increase in home values at 1.3%. And what about year over year, Greg? Let's go ahead and start with number five there and uh, see where Connecticut falls on that list. Yeah, so starting at number five, uh, again, we've got Providence, Rhode Island, 5.3% increase year over year. Does that surprise you at all? Because like, you don't hear much about, right? I mean, Providence, like Rhode Island is a great state. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Newport, Providence, all of it. But for them to be top five, and increases like what's going on in, in the Providence area. I don't know. I don't know what's driving that. Something uh, right for such a small state, right? You wouldn't think that they would be in the top five for both of these categories. Yeah, you think, you think Rhode Island had to be like flat shoreline most right. of the time. You don't think about those interior. They get any maybe new employers. I mean, I think that's a big. There's a lot of employers in West Hartford and Hartford area that are bringing people into Connecticut. Maybe right. maybe something yeah, similar. Maybe something's up there. I'll have I don't to know. do some homework on that. But all right, what else we got? Then at number four, we have uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 5.5% increase. Then at number three, Virginia Beach, we've got 5.7. Number two, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 8.1. And then leading the charge year over year, number one, Hartford, Connecticut, 9.9% increase year over year. 9.9% increase in the Hartford, Connecticut metro area. Again, this was the 50 largest metros in the state that was surveyed by Zillow. And Hartford, Connecticut coming in number one month over month and also number one year over year. Not to mention number one in our hearts because that is – that's our capital right there, Hartford. Um, So I just kind of want to put that in perspective here because I want to look at the median sales price in Hartford. And then we know know what it is across the entire state. We know what it is nationally. But Hartford being up 9.9%, this is for single-family homes. Uh, they are sitting at three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So that is pretty impressive. To you know, they're on this upward trend, but they're still like not where the rest of the state of Connecticut is. So it's still very affordable to buy in Hartford right that's now. That's probably part of the part of the part draw. Of the, right. You know, absolutely. And that Hartford metro area, that's, that's Hartford, East Hartford, West Hartford, right? So Hartford's got some stuff going on. We know everybody loves West Hartford and wants to be there. Um, but we, we were talking before, let's see how much inventory they have, though, because that's also a big indicator you know, on why some of these home prices might be going up as well. So right now, they are sitting at homes for sale, 974. That is down 27% year over year. So in August 2022, we had... Uh, 1,331 homes for sale. So as we were talking about before with inventory going up, right, and some home prices going down in certain parts of the country, we saw Hartford have a 27% decrease in the number of homes for sale, but a 9.9% increase in home value. So lots of good things going on here in the state of Connecticut and in your local real estate market. If you guys want to talk to us, if you want to hear more about it, you can definitely reach out to us at the oneteamct.com website. Or if you want to talk to Greg, you can reach out to Greg at OneTeamCT.com. Greg, you get that out, your cell on the air for the 94 Niners out there? Yeah, absolutely. Hit me up anytime, 860-944-9534. 
and we will help you navigate the inventory part of this and also get you into the homes, provide you as much information as we can about that home, about those towns and the surrounding areas. But then if you need to go for all things mortgage to make sure that you can afford the houses that the one team is showing you, you can definitely reach out to Brian Skelly at schedulelonappointment.com. Gentlemen, any closing words for the 94 Niners out there? Like I said, we, we narrowly missed Hurricane Lee. We survived that. We got some great surfing weather from Mr. Brian Skelly. Big plans for the rest of the weekend? No, come see me today and tomorrow at 22 Old Pasture Lane in Hamden. And who are you hanging out with there? I'll be over there with the great, the legend, Lee Barr. The one and only Lee Barr. Hardest working man in real estate. We may be the hardest working team, but he is the hardest working man. Brian, how about you? You heading out for a little surf again later? Uh, No, I'm just going to be hanging at home watching a little football. I'm sure I'll do a couple pre-approvals. So it's uh, team? home buying season. Uh, I don't really have a team. I'm just, I'm kind of a fantasy guy. I haven't picked one yet, but though I'm kind of rooting for the Jets. They're like underdogs now. I don't know. Yeah. Who's your team, Greg? I'm a Patriots guy. All right. Not much to say there. He's a man of few words, Greg McCarthy, everybody. That's right. Uh, I am a Jets fan and uh, I was extremely excited for this season and it lasted 15 minutes. That's how they get you. They're one and oh, they're one and oh, they are one and oh, somehow they pulled it off with a punt return. But, I mean, just all that hype. I mean, Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, he was, came out of the tunnel like a madman. It was like on September 11th. You're like, hey, you're feeling all this energy. And then, boom. I turned on the game like five minutes late, and there were just like pictures of all these Jets fans looking all sad and glum. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what happened? What's going they, on? They, I mean, Jets fans are loyal fans, right? And so they uh, like bought they into Aaron Rodgers. I bought into Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, he's going to come be like our saving grace, you know, take us back to the the uh, promised land here and uh we barely even got to experience what he can do I, I mean with the weapons that we have on offense and on defense i mean wow we hope he comes back quick we hope he comes back for another year he's got to come back i would say uh but we'll continue to watch that as we continue to watch all things local real estate here on ct real estate radio 94.9 news now and stimulating broadcasting live from the brustalon buick gmc studios wjjf montauk ledger michigan